With historically low interest rates, what better time to buy? Don't make long-term decisions based on short-term challenges. We're all in this together. Real Estate Expert Advisors has decided to donate a portion of proceeds from every home sale to Metro Atlanta food banks. Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. There are many people in need right now, and it's their hope. Others in the real estate industry choose to join hands with Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. When you list with Tracy Cousineau, you can get up to 18% more money while selling your home than a traditional real estate agent. If you want to maximize your profit when you sell, okay, and of course you do, sell your home on your time frame without being pressured, call my friend Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisors. Their system, Tracy's system, Tracy's system that she developed proven to get you up to 18% more money than traditional real estate agents. This multi-million dollar strategic marketing system will drive the most demand for your home. 1-855-MY-EXPERT, 855-MY-EXPERT, or go to Tracy Cousineau. Dot com. That's cousin with an E-A-U, because you know she's going to sell your home, TracyCousineau.com. Hey, I'm Amy Faulkner from Cumming, Georgia. I teach at Pinecrest Academy in Forsyth County. I've had the pleasure of listening to Cadillac Jack from the very beginning, starting all the way back with crying, loving, and leaving. I was lucky enough to teach Caddy and Donna's sweet daughter, Charlotte, and get to know their wonderful family. I'm so happy to hear Caddy's voice through my speakers once again, and love that Donna's along for the ride. Here's Cadillac Jack and Donna with my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. And my name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. And listen, your dreams have come true. <laughs> Talk to me. Okay, ready? Yes. I, you know, you, we're I, having fried squash for dinner. No. No. What would be another dream of yours? Let's play a little game. Well, I don't know. We can do that this early into the. Go ahead and strike an E for this episode. I what think. are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> I see you. Interesting. Okay. Interesting fashion choice. But right. anyway, um, your dreams have come true because uh-huh. you know how you used to always make fun of me? Like, can you, when I would go to dry bar and get my hair blown out for $35 when the money was rolling? Yeah. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Well, they're closed because of the COVID. So now you have to dry <laughs> your dry own hair. And, oh, wow. But it goes further than that. Okay. I have to do my own nails. Look at them. I cut them all off last night. And I, I think I'm going to have to color my own damn hair, like out of a box. Welcome to the world now. It's like some- The ever-changing world. It's like some apocalypse. People are going to come out of this. Oh, like looking With gray just, hair oh and my nails <laughs> that are three inches long and You're going to be like, is that eyelashes. what my wife- Listen, is that what my wife really looks like? You're going to be like, what? Let's talk about eyelashes. I don't have them. No, I know you don't. But the people that do, what were you telling me the other night? Well, you can't take them off yourself. I, I have had those before, and they ruin. Let me just tell you. So you can't as, just peel them off your eyelid. Well, you can if you have to peel off once. But if you go in and get the ones like put on with a little tweezer, you know, individual lashes, eyelash extensions. The ones that look like caterpillars. Yes. So you can't, they start to fall out naturally. But you can't just peel them out or they'll pull all your lashes out. It is a mess out here. I all mean, because of the coronavirus. Yes. No manicures. You're gonna, use a, you're gonna have to use a you're gonna have to use a fan and a comb at home to, to, do, to do your hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since blow dry. Yeah, we may have to massage each other's feet. All right. I don't know what's going on. 
So, what was your core fifty-seven hype song? My hype song on the way here today to the Appen Podcast Network and Appen Media Group was one that I grew up on: the Doobie Brothers taking it to the streets. Oh, that's such a good song. My dad was a Doobie Brothers fan, hardcore. So my entire life, like I would go into fourth grade singing "Jesus is just all right." You know, the teachers were like, <laughs> "How does?" <laughs> they probably thought it was a hymn. You know, you Jesus is just all right. Okay, or I come you. in singing Old Black Water, keep on yeah. rolling, this hip moon gonna keep on rolling. <laughs> you know, some of the teachers probably like, what the, What's how come hide singing the Doobie Brothers? That's almost inappropriate. Well, my dad was a big stoner. And so wherever we went, it was an eight track or a cassette tape in his Mazda RX-7 hatchback. And anywhere we drove, he was listening to the Doobie Brothers. And he was jamming to Jesus and it, is just it, all right. It, it just all things about that story have been a part of my life as well. We went to go see him back in the fall at Cobb energy center. And it was, I think we were the two rowdiest people there. We were drinking water. I know. Well, it's an older crowd there. And the ticket said eight o'clock start time. And you have been to concerts before where the ticket said eight o'clock start time. And they can't find they, them at nine forty-five. They're coming out sideways. The doobie brothers were on stage at eight Oh one seven fifty-nine. They were all stage at nine 30. Yes. Because they're old now. They are. Yeah, they are. It was hilarious. I said to you, they probably they probably do not stay on a bus. They probably go and camp out at like the Ritz or something, roll up in there like the Stones. Because, I mean, they've been touring forever, you know, pretty much the original except no Michael, Michael, McDonald. No Michael McDonald. It was a great concert. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was a People great show. People were staring at us. And I bet they were thinking, wow, those two are really screwed up you know what well yeah because we were just dancing and goofing and we were sober the most sober people in the building right but we were just dancing and i know every word to every doobie brothers song yes like taking it to the streets like i i was out singing michael mcdonald in my truck on the way here today oh yes we were harmonizing perfectly to taking it to the streets my hype song on the way here today what was yours my um core 57 hype song was eric church it's over when it's yeah. over over, over, great his, song. over, so great. Oh, great lyrics in that song. Yeah, he is such a great lyricist with record year talking about the needle. Um, oh my gosh, you know, so the good. first time you heard it, you think he's talking about shooting up drugs, right? And he's not, he's talking about the needle on the record, on player. the vinyl. Yeah. yeah, there's a great line in there. Um, we had it in the you know, we had it in the air, and we just, just couldn't, couldn't land, land it. it, just couldn't land it. Some of the best lyrics in country music are in that song. I think. That is a sad, it's like a sad song, but it's just. Not sad. I don't know what the word is. Just melancholy. Like, you know, and he, that's what he does so well with his music is it's like, you know, that relationship that just, just couldn't land it. Couldn't get, couldn't get the plane down. Yeah. Uh, and we're such big Eric Church fans. Joanna Cotton sings yes. with Eric on a lot of his songs, but she has a huge presence in, in that song. Would you say she's his muse in a way? I don't know what that means. Well, like someone who kind of, <laughs> someone who kind of inspires you. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like he, when he's right. Okay. When he's writing music, he, in his mind, he has her in his mind for the female. I mean, because she's saying, yes, because she's saying, be. yeah, I would agree with that because you know? like they were most recently here. We saw him uh, at Mercedes Benz stadium. Yes. Back in the fall. And, the two of them, Eric Church and Joanna Cotton, were, ex I mean, it was almost like they were trying to top one another. Yeah, they play well off each other. They do. And they both have such fantastic voices that sound great together, but also 
separately. You know, Joanna Cotton uh, had a record deal. She went to Juilliard. Had a record deal and just didn't take off with Warner Brothers. I think back uh, in the early 2000s, maybe. And so Eric Church found her somewhere. I know. I want, I want to know that. We, you need to ask him that next time. Like, what what is that story? Like, do you think he just had her originally on one song and then was just like, and then took her on the so road, so blown away? And the crowds, yeah. you know, she's always wearing black, and yeah. just she gets in that stance. She almost has like a Dirk Bentley stance. You know, we laugh yes. about Dirk's how he gets down and starts rocking with his knee, you yeah, know, and, and holding his microphone with two yes. hands. And, uh, she's she's kind of got that same that power presence. Stance. Yes. yes. And, pe- and people who are diehard um, church fans know her. But people who just kind of probably aren't as inside probably think of her as kind of like, oh, she's just in his band as a backup singer mm-hmm. or whatever. She is much, much more, than, more that. than that. Yeah. She was exposed to everyone in the country music world and, and around America for that reason. It was at the CMA Awards. I think it was the 52nd, which would have been 2018. Yeah. Now she had toured with Eric and been on many of his records before that. And like you said, you know, Eric, members of the church choir were very familiar with Joanna Cotton. Um, Kenny Chesney canceled his performance at the last minute that year because he had a death in the family. Eric Church was not going to perform because he didn't really have anything out. Desperate Man had just come out. Yeah. Had just hit, but there wasn't a hit on it. And they want you to play the hits on any award show. Right. So he was just going to take a year off. And then Kenny had to cancel. Eric Church was called to fill in. Um, and so he turned to Joanna Cotton and said, listen, will you will you come and join me on the CMA Awards? And they did um, Desperate Man. Yeah, she's YouTube. amazing. Check that on YouTube, oh that performance God, from the 52nd so CMA Awards with Eric Church and Joanna Cotton doing Desperate Man. She, this is going to sound crazy. On certain songs, she makes him a better singer. I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, and I think that like if you're like, okay, Tim McGraw has always said that about Faith Hill, that she can out sang and she can anyone like when she's doing really like heavy gospel influenced or doing some Aretha or something. She's a power singer. And Tim is a good singer, but has always even said, we're not telling on Tim, he has said, I'm more of an entertainer than a singer. You know what I mean? But when he, he says, when he sings with faith, he's got to bring his A game. You know, and he always says on the soul to soul tours that it's exhausting because she's one of those people who can just step out, grab a microphone, nail it. He's got to work for it. Work up. Yeah. Work up to that. Work for it. And I would say the same for Eric Church in a way. Eric Church played the Gwinnett Arena back in about three years ago. And we were, Eric and I grew up in the same area of Western North Carolina. We went to competing high schools. He went to South Caldwell. I went to St. Stephen's. My school was in Catawba County. He was in Caldwell County schools, grew up in Granite Falls. But Hickory and Granite Falls are not but 10 miles apart from one another. So in the early age, early stages of Eric's career, we always would, would put a wager on who was going to win the football game that year, the high school football game, South yeah. Caldwell or, or St. Stevens and always been able to spend time with him when he's been in town. And when we've been in Nashville and things like that. And, and last time he was here, no, not last time, but in 2017, I think it was when he played the Gwinnett arena, we were hanging out with him before the show. And I said to him, and I've never done this to any artist before, but I said, Hey man, would you do me a favor? And he was like, well, I, what do you got? I said, would you play Lightning tonight? And he kind of hesitated, and he said, you know what, Katie, we we hadn't played that in a long time as a band. 
you know, it's just not in the set list. It's not something that we do. Uh, but let me see. So the final song that he played that night at the Gwinnett Arena was Lightning. And very cool in a very competitive country market Yes, for him to say, I'm playing this one for my friend Cadillac Jack. Yeah, from the stage. Who's got to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hope um, he's still here. <laughs> hope, he, yeah, hope he's still here. But to hear him perform that song live. That was great. Was a musical pinnacle for me because that song is uh, has always been an album cut yeah the song eric told me he wrote after watching green mile and it's about the death penalty it's about putting people to to death with the electric chair yeah it's a very dark song it's a heavy song but eric church fans who get the fact that he's really a poet more than anything the way that he writes the song is eerie it's mysterious yeah he definitely gets you you in the mood yeah. Makes you think. It's like creeping. And so for him, right. And so for him to perform that song at the Gwinnett Arena and to hear it in an arena for the first time, and uh, it was just a, it was moving for me. Well, and, and what you said earlier is so true. The coolest part, obviously, was hearing the song. And it's not about hearing your name from the stage. That's not the point of this. What was so cool about that is he is an artist who doesn't give a shit about the difference between the bull and kicks at the time. Like, you know, there are so many artists who, you know, and they have to, again, we've talked about this in previous pods. They have to glad hand both program directors, both morning shows, both. But the fact that you, this is an artist who you really supported his career. You know, when he was coming up, you are from the same area. He knew you. Um, And that he was willing to say that on stage. It was huge, huge milestone, you know, because, that a long time ago, 20 years ago, of course. Happened all the time. Happened all the time. Artists would give shout outs to Moby, to Rhubarb, to whoever. And then once it became a market where there were two competitive, same formatted stations. Owned by different companies. Owned by different companies. Everything changed. And I will say, and I've said this in the past, that is when the relationship with the artist changed. And I get the fact that artists, you know, would do meet and greets for program directors and, and um, you know, clients or people in the business. Or, and now you can pay to be in a meet and greet. But where, for true fans of country music who listened to the morning shows, where the good stuff really came from is when you, as a morning show host, could spend time with an artist and find out that, you know, they didn't sleep at home last night or they you know, they flew back or, or or whatever. One of their kids is sick, but they're still on the road. It's that inside stuff that people love listening to the radio for. And some of that got lost when it became so competitive that, you know, if the bull brings back 10 people to the backstage, then kicks can bring back 10 people and not one more, you know, oh, and I don't want one less. I see that, you know, I, you'd have a program director counting. They got 10, we should get 10, you know? And so it it kind of does a disservice in a way to the listeners because you get very generic canned information, you know, as opposed to you going back there and and really hanging out with an artist and finding stuff out. Here's why that happens. And it's not the artist as much as it is the record label. Right. As a personality on the radio, I can't do jack for you when it comes to spins. I cannot just play any record that I want to play. I have to play the records that are programmed for me to play. So 
I can't play your song two times in a morning show to get you an extra spin, which could technically maybe move you to number one on the chart. Uh, maybe that's big. I, I don't. Maybe not that much, but you would get a bump on the chart if if Jock's personalities were able to play songs as they wanted to. Yeah. I think we should, you know what? We may get in trouble, but that's what we do. Should we give a little behind the scenes? Okay. Do you remember Brett Eldridge when he was trying to get to number one and there was the whole thing with a kicks and I'm, I think they did it a different way at the bull, but it was with Allie Mac. You want to have, have a little peek behind the industry. And the, the con the, the concept was it was a Valentine's day promotion that she wanted him to play this song. I think over and over again. And we were going to play it, you know, over and over. And Allie's locked herself in the studio. Yes. Until, until Brett would play the song. And this is, uh, let me just or say, call her. yeah, okay. call her. This is no, no, this is no, um, this is no rub on Allie Mack. This is not what this is about, but this is just kind of a peek behind how it would happen. And the reality was he needed X number of spins. Yep to get at a certain point on the chart. And so what was manipulated behind the scenes was how do we get there? The exact number of spins. Yeah. That in a certain time were period. Needed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was 17. She played the song 17 times because you couldn't get there in a normal day. You know what I mean? So a normal artist would have just, it had been tough luck. You know, you're just not going to get there. We can't get that many spins in this amount of time period. But if we create a contest, we can, you know. So there's a lot of ways to get that, to get there. And and again, when you look at this and what we're talking about, this is not about blaming, this has nothing to do with Brett Eldridge. It has nothing to do with blaming an artist because they're part of, of the machine. They have to. That's how, unfortunately, nowadays, they get their music to the masses, you know. Like you said earlier, radio is not what it used to be, where you just play songs that people want to hear. Call in and request, like the good old days. There's not been a request played on the radio in 20 years. No. Anywhere. But when you look back to Casey Kasem and America's Top 40, and I mean, way back in the old days, how it was done, the listeners felt such a part of, you know, who got where on the charts. Now, those decisions are made by probably four corporate programmers across America. And every station nationwide has to play the songs that, that corporate tells them to play yeah the, the, there's <clears throat> excuse me there's no longer a local playlist in other words local program directors music directors can't make th- their own music decisions for their station for their station it's it's a mandate from corporate here are the songs you're adding this week move this song to heavy rotation move this one down to light rotation all the different changes and a lot of that is working with the labels yeah you know used to be payola pay for play yeah, back in the old days. You know. Uh, TVs would show up. Tickets to sporting events. Oh, my gosh. Events. Condos in West Palm. Yeah. Drugs, cocaine. Yeah, seriously. No, you seriously. If you if you add this record, um, we're going to take you down to. Wherever. Yeah. What was the big one? I don't know. Well, not the Cheetah. The Gold Club. Yeah. The Gold Club. A lot of record deals were negotiated at the Gold Club back in the day. Not by me. Again, I was a personality. I, I've, I've never had that power. Um, but I've always had relationships with the artists and uh, about six months before I was let go, Kip Moore was in town. Uh, yes. Kip Moore's from Georgia. Always. We've been friends for a long, long time. And we went through the meet and greet line and Kip was kind of, he kind of looked at me and, and, and 
was surprised. He said, what are you doing in the meet and greet line? I said, I wanted to come back and say hello to you. He goes, why, why aren't you, you going to be in the radio room? I said, no, no. I, artists don't understand the politics about that. But I said to him, I would get in trouble if I wound up in there, which I would have. Yeah, because, because if you weren't invited by the record label or the program director, right, you're not supposed to be back there. And it's reserved for the most part for program directors and music directors. Why again? Because they make the music decisions for the radio station. And I think sometimes that escaped the artists because they would say, no, 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 it's no big deal. And it was no big deal to them, but it could have been a really big deal. Well, it would have been because yeah. I mean, I had Kip's phone number. He's like, man, just call me. Shoot me a text. Well, we ended up after hanging out with him. Yeah. Uh, shoot me a text. We'll hang out to the show or something. Yeah. He was very adamant, you know, and, and he's, he's a, he's a great example. And, um, you know, again, nothing with his career, but I mean, on a different level. I mean, that that can't go on with a Tim McGraw or, you know, there is a definite, didn't used to be, but there is a definite hierarchy in. Now, if the program director wants to uh, invite the assistant promotions girl for whatever reason, then she can come back. But that 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 uh, reach out has to be made by that person. You know, and it would, sometimes it's crazy. I mean, you're a morning show on a on, on a, a huge station in a huge country market, and you're not back spending time with an artist. And they would often shoot me a text afterwards. How where were man? Why were you not at the show tonight? He's like, I was there. I was there, sitting in my Loved seat. it. Great show. Yeah, great well, how show. How come you didn't come back and say hello? I listen again. It's all political. I I can't just show up yeah. because I would get in trouble. Yeah, because it's so political. But uh, that ran long. That was unplanned, that entire segment. But that's what yeah, I think people, But I think people want to know about that kind of stuff and how how it goes down back there. Core 57 hype songs uh, for this pod, taking it to the streets from the Doobie Brothers and Eric Church with Over When It's Over. Core 57, Milton in Alpharetta City Center. Make sure you check out the uh, Caddy and Donna hype song playlist of Core 57 on Spotify. Yes, and she will be rocking the uh, playlist during her virtual classes. Make sure you reach out to um, Colleen. Business is going on. Again, local business, support local businesses, and she is holding virtual classes right now so that you can um, keep working out, keep, keep going. Um, I was outside again yesterday, back on my bike yesterday. For PE. For PE, and um, lots of people outside just, you know, trying to uh, get out and um, just get out of your house, get away from the news. So please reach out to Colleen at CORE, two locations. But the most important thing right now is going to come straight into your house through virtual classes. You are the F word. Who have, I am? Have, have you, no. Have you seen this meme? No. It's a child who wrote a note to the coronavirus because her birthday was canceled. And it said, we'll post this in the letter. Uh, we'll share the picture with you in the letter, which comes out Saturday in your email. To coronavirus, to coronavirus, you destroyed my birthday. You are the F word. How old do you think this kid is from the writing? Probably about five, six, five, six. Yeah. I mean, he's right, though. You know, it's almost like this could be the meme for you just cross out my birthday and you're right. You destroyed my graduation. You destroyed my NCAA eligibility. You destroyed my career. You you know, you destroyed. I mean, my it's, business. Yeah, my business. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's tough times out there. And I think it's hard for kids. We've talked about it before, but I think it's really hard for kids right now to understand, you know, what's going on. And, and you don't want to scare them, but um, there's a there's a lot going on. The one thing that I think is good that is going on, and this is going to sound so crazy, but there's no FOMO. Fear The fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. Because everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to do. Well, it'll sit by everybody sitting at home. Yeah. And you and I have experienced this because when you got laid off from radio in July, we had to cut some things. You know, we had already planned. We went to New York, took Olivia to New York, had a great spring break last year. And we had already sort of, you know, Charlotte went with her friend to another spring break. But we had already kind of prepped them for, you know what, we may just kind of stay home for this spring break because money's tighter. You know, we're not going to travel. And now we're with everyone else in America where there's really nowhere to go. And I, th- I think for the first time, you, you are able, it's such a, this is such a quandary right now because you're so anxiety riddled with financial work, just the unforeseen things that are going on, the unsteadiness of the world right now that's going on in your mind. But the other side is you kind of get to breathe because I thought about this the other day. This is the first time in my adult life, and I know yours too, where we haven't had travel softball, band concerts, um, meetings, things to drop off at school, events for work. You know, we have always said, you know, I remember when our parents used to come and stay with us and they were like, we we can't keep up with you guys because you're running at a breakneck speed. But we didn't have a choice. You know, that saying, are you running your life or is your life running you? And, you know, you want to cut things back, but you, you, we've got, we used to say, it's not that we have something every night. We have three kids and they're involved in three different things. So we don't overschedule them. But if each one of them is doing one sport, they don't practice on the same nights. They don't have games on the same days. You know, everybody's in that. But it's the first time when you can actually at night, just kind of breathe and say, there's really nothing for me to deal with because there's nothing to deal with. You know, you're not seeing pictures up on social media of everybody else having a good time or traveling or at a concert that you couldn't afford to get tickets to or you didn't have anyone to go with or, you know, what do you think? I think it's very freeing. I think that to have there's the unknown, which I try to not think about. Yeah, it's kind of like and you're riding the wave. Living you know? the moment. And it's a moment that we have never experienced before. Um, but I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, I like having the kids home. Yeah, I do too. Especially in, in a time like this. Yeah. Because you just don't know. You feel and better so, having everybody yeah, in the nest. Yeah, you know, I call. And Will's 20. Our son Will's 20 years old. But I, I, I still call them all my three beer cubs because they are. I'm daddy bear. And so I'm much more at ease when all three kids were home for dinner, which used to be the case. Now everybody's home, but it used to be dinner at seven o'clock. Dinner's always been a very important part for our family. Now though, everybody's home. We'll sometimes we'll, we'll get a service call and he'll leave from the house to go yeah. uh, on a call, but he'll come right back. He doesn't report to the shop anymore. So while it's a period of great unknown, I'm I'm also adapting and, and enjoying the the amount of time that we're able to spend together as a family. I think I am too. And, and I know there's all these things out there about, you know, 
what your family's doing or whatever, but just even this crazy bike riding I've been doing, I mean, I would never have had time to do that because there would have never been time to, when they got home from school, to to go over, ride a bike because somebody had softball practice, someone had bass lessons, someone had, you know, there's orthodontist appointments. I mean, I don't think there will ever be a time in our lives again where as a, a, a country, as a nation, we're all just put on pause, you know, literally put on pause. Well, last pod, we were talking about the fact how quickly this happened. Yeah. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. We were, it was a normal, you're living a normal life. Look how quickly your life and, and the world has been turned upside down. Yeah. Someone had said like, okay, the country is going to put the brakes on everyone in two weeks. You would have been like, right. right. Good luck. Yeah. Whatever. I do think like, you know, everybody's home. Okay. So we're all home. And I thought about this the other day. Like there's, there are CEOs of companies, there are CFOs, there are scientists, scientists, all these business leaders who kind of technically have been put on pause too. We're all home together. Wouldn't this be a good time for us all to like solve things and create things? Because of all the brilliant minds. That are yeah. At home. Like what if the FBI uh-huh. sent us all like cold cases and we, if you solve, like this should almost be like um, a shark tank, like, I don't know who's going to sponsor this. Maybe like Jeff Bezos or something. Although I think he's even losing money. But anyway, like he could underwrite it. Okay. Or maybe, or maybe the government. Maybe from the, your home. Maybe the government, since they can, maybe they could underwrite it. And so if you solve a cold case, like from your home, uh-huh. you get like a bounty. Like a million bucks. Something. A check. I don't know. What's the likelihood of. Well, you're talking about the brilliant minds being at home, though. But, I mean, it's forget- Are you talking about regular people, too? You, like if you and I yes. solve a cold case for the FBI yes. while we're sitting at our kitchen table. Yes. Yes. I mean, think about it. As much Dateline and that we watch. 20, 20, 40 yes. hours. I'm telling you. Forensic we, files. We, yes, we can do this. And you like, almost like that game. There's a cold case game, which I probably need to get. But like you can, like say we laid out all the files and we walked through it and we solved this. We got million, you know, million dollars, or like, what, what, what are some things that we could create? There are things we need at home, like our people need that we could like come up with a creation for. You know what I mean? Like, like, okay, if you touch my charger, you being a child, if you have teenagers, you you're gonna understand this conversation. If you touch my phone charger. It's almost like a shot collar. And it's 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 to your DNA. Like I can touch my charger all day and I don't get shocked. But the minute one of these teenagers touches our charger, they uh, get shocked. Your own kids. Yes, they get shocked. Okay. What do you think about that one? Okay. How many times a day do you say, where's my charger? Who took my charger? Anymore, not an awful lot. And it's because I have a red charger and it's the only red charger in the home. And so the kids know that if my red charger disappears, you know, a lot of chargers look the same. Mine doesn't. I bought this one specifically to stand out. So the kids know that they can't, they can't steal mine because I would know. But in, in the past, it's been a huge problem. But the problem with those chargers is Apple has this thing, I swear, where if it's not their charger, if you use a rogue charger, it works for like a week and then it falls apart. What do you what, is there anything you need solved or like fixed or created? A lot. Yeah. Created? Yeah. A lot of things. Okay. Drive through options include a strip club in Vegas that is doing a drive through peep show. Little darlings. 
<laughs> Strip club. Maybe you've heard of it before. Okay. We've been there, maybe. I haven't. For $100. That seems pricey. Well, it's a 10-minute show. 10 you, minutes you're going to sit at the window? It was well, you like, sit in your car. But is there a line behind you? Like, I'm sure. So you, okay, so like you're at the DQ. You drive up and you're, you know, like there's the menu before the menu uh, that you order. Yeah. So you do you look at that menu and say, okay, this is what you get for hundred bucks, and then you drive up to the to the where you order, and you say hello. They're like little darlings. How can we help you? Yeah. <laughs> what you have, little darlings? What you have? We have, we have. They are the dancers are adhering to the six foot separation rule, mm. but you can enjoy a totally nude show right from the seat of your car for a hundred dollars. It's a ten minute show. Tips are encouraged. And the shows begin Saturday night at 8 o'clock. And will continue uh, as demand warrants. I, the reason I wanted, I brought That's this story filthy. up is, I, huh? That's filthy. Why is it filthy? It's safe right now. But businesses are having to adapt. And so if you do a drive through peep show and you get to pick your six dancers, when you order at the drive through and then you pull on up. I'll, the, have, I'll take Glenda, Gina. Uh-huh. Fred. Tammy's out. Tammy's got some some scabs. Tammy's out. Fred. But the, who? I don't know. I mean, they have to have an option for the women too. And then so you drive up, and the curtains part, oh, and there's there's stop there's 10, talking. What? Stop. There's talking. ten people on stage, and they dance for ten minutes, and it costs you a hundred bucks, but you get your fix from Little Darlings in Vegas. Yeah, you can get your fix. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think it's genius. Every company's having to adapt right now. Every car accident injury is different. Some are much more serious than others. At 1-800-HURT-911, they start with a consultation to find out what type of pain that you are experiencing. The doctors at 800-HURT-911 give you a thorough examination to diagnose your injuries and find out how severe they are. They determine what type of diagnostic testing you need, maybe x-rays or an MRI or a CAT scan. And once the doctor determines the severity of your injuries, then they come up with a treatment plan for you. At the same time, they are partnering you with top-shelf attorneys here in the Atlanta area who only deal with car accidents and personal injury claims. 800-HURT-911. You're in a car accident, it's a 911 call. No doubt. But then call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation on every level uh, that you need, whether it's a chiropractic uh, appointments uh, or chiropractor. Maybe it's a specialist with a doctor. You must get your accident injuries properly treated and documented. No treatment, no case, no case, no cash. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. I want to talk about how the dating world has had to change. With the corona? Yes. Things were going all right until I sneezed. I apologized, but she was not entertained when I made a joke about it. Shortly after describing how rude it was to not take this seriously, she said, this was a mistake. I'm sorry. I can't be here. That's a scenario um, of a, a date that went south because the dude sneezed on the date, but these dating apps and, and, and hookup apps, what are some of them? Bumble and, uh, you know, there's Tinder and, um, grinder and dingler and dongler. And <laughs> they all have names. 
okay. match. And I mean, there's a million of them, you know. But I, I mean, I have, I'll tell you this, I have a high-end client. Not, no, not like that. But I mean. I was going to say that sounds, <laughs> sounds bad. So I have a high-end dating service client. And she is, um, she matches up like, you know, people who need to date. Like, and they pay a lot of money for this service. And she, they, they can't do it right now because people can't travel. They can't go to events. They can't go out to eat. They can't do anything. In the same article, comedian Nicole Byer, um, who's who's been on Tinder, tweeted, I was talking to a man on Tinder, and I told him I was traveling. And he said, with this coronavirus? Then he unmatched me. Uh, Nicole writes uh, in her tweet, dating is maybe the most fun thing I've ever done. Another one wrote in this article, the only place we could meet was Central Park. She backed up whenever I got closer than six feet, so it was really hard to hear her. I mean, what what's going to happen with this, though? You think about it. I mean, in all the all the places that they would go have been closed down. You know, you can't go to a show. You can't go to a concert. You can't go anywhere. Like, what what are they going to do? Well, they can't even meet anywhere. I bet you're going to start having, like, um, Zoom dates. Well, that's a big part of the article, virtual dates. Uh, this person writes, went on a virtual hinge first date, played Monopoly through an app, and FaceTimed. Honestly, worked out pretty well, considering. Um. One thing is for sure, uh, the thrill of a fun night uh, and the eternal pursuit of love uh, will not be put on hold for the, the pandemic when dates look like uh, has changed for the foreseeable future because people are going to. Yeah, they have to change the way. down. Right. So don't give up love. But it could be very isolated. Or your pursuit of love. But it can, I mean, I think. When you're on the Dangle Dingle app. The Dangle Dingle. But I think that like it'd be very isolating if you were. I mean, we joke about being around each other too much, but I do think if you were isolated right now by yourself, um, I, and, and I have a friend who is, she's not isolated, but is going through this because she is divorced and her child goes back and forth. And she's like, I have to tell you, like, I am bored out of my mind, like when when he's not there, because you are alone and you can only watch so much TV and you can't go meet up with anybody because no one's meeting up to eat out or, you know, have a drink or anything. So, I mean, I think it's like a if you are looking for love right now, it's a tough, tough thing. Although there's that huge show, Love is Blind. Oh, I thought it sucked. I know. But I mean, the premise is kind of there. That it they, was a Netflix original Yeah, show. they didn't meet in. It was huge, you know, like really hugely popular. But they didn't meet in person. They met talking like they couldn't see each other they could just talk the thing about zoom i will say this you can put an hd camera on you to make yourself look better it's kind of like a filter and so i mean you know later when the world gets back to normal and you meet up with elizabeth face to face she may not look like that caroline wrote her coronavirus trying to date story in this article we'll put the link to the article in the letter so you can check out the entire article uh, the article is titled uh, Dating Gets Complicated in the Time of Coronavirus. Things are going all right until I sneezed. Mm. Uh, Caroline wrote, when we get there, he and I see each other. Everyone gets drinks and we start talking. So we go back to his place. When he wakes up and so clearly Caroline stayed, well, stayed well. in the night. Yeah. Yeah. When he wakes up and looks at his phone, he gets a text that someone he works with has the coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. And guess what? Her one night stand had it too. Oh my God. So now not only do you have to worry about 
all the other stuff. You've got to worry about the corona. Difficult to date in the uh, current atmosphere for the uh, what with the, the the young folk. Well, yeah. it can be anybody. I guess it could be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Anyone, everyone who's looking for love. The letter hits your inbox every Saturday. You can sign up right now to get it and subscribe every Saturday. Text left on red, R E D red, no spaces, left on red to the number 22828. A couple of people have asked, what's the deal with left on red? Go back and listen to the episode titled left on red. And that's where Donna put up her case for making an illegal turn at a stoplight when no one's there's no other traffic around. Which has now been heralded like and, and uh, trumpeted it? by people. Yes, by pod listeners. The letter includes uh, links and, and lots of pictures because we want you to be able to vi- visualize some of the stories that uh, you've heard for the night and, and or heard during the two podcasts for the week and lots of uh, exclusive giveaways. Um, and Gallery Furniture in Gainesville had come to us and said, we want to do something really, really cool. We want to do a second act for someone's living room. Very generous offer right, for Donna from Gallery Furniture to offer up. We got a call from Donna earlier this week, and she says to us, you know what? I want to put the living room second act on hold until April. If you've already signed up for the letter, you're still in, you're still in. Yeah. But Donna said to us, you know, there's, there's much more important things going on in the world right now that we can truly make a difference and help people out with. And so Donna is going to pay power bills for people that are who need it, uh, just struggling. And that, that could right now that could be anybody, you know, the, again, that that's anybody who's listening. Uh, don't be ashamed. Cause we're all in the same boat right now you know, worrying about jobs and, and who's going to get paid and how you're going to pay bills. So what you do is just go to the Gallery Furniture um, Facebook page. Or just make a post and tag. Oh, yeah, just make a post and furniture. tag it. Uh, make sure you tag the right Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. And um, we're going to go in and she's going to go in and we're going to choose um, not just one, a couple of people, more more than two, you know, as many as she wants to do, um, to help pay their power bills for a month because it is an immediate need. And and we're you know nothing's changed with the second you know the second act for your um, your living room, it, and this gives people more time to sign up for that. If you haven't signed up for the letter, go ahead and sign up. Sign up, and you'll you know you're in the running. But that's what I love about great sponsors like this is they see a need, an immediate need in the community, you and can they, act immediately, and they act and they pivot. And so that's what she's doing, and we're so thankful. Marilyn is Donna's daughter, who really runs the show at Gallery Furniture. On Brownsford Road in Gainesville now. And Donna was telling us that Marilyn sold a living room suit on FaceTime this week. Yes. And we talked about that. If you, we get it, you know, they're open. They are open for business and they're, everything's the same. But if you do not want to come in the store, call the store. You can get Marilyn on FaceTime, show her kind of what you're looking for, and she'll help you out. And Donna will as well. Um, They're also drop shipping the um, furniture. So there's no contact for your safety and, and, and her worker safety. If you order something, they're still delivering, but they'll put it on your porch and kind of drop ship it so that it's um, all safe. And, and, you know, this is the new way, listen, that we're doing business. Life has not stopped. There's just a new way to get people the things that they need. So if you need something, if you're sitting in your house and you're looking around and you're like, there's some things I need to do and now's the time to do it while I'm home, call Donna or Marilyn at Gallery. 
Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. If you know the history of gallery furniture, you know how deep it runs uh, with the Wolfman. Ask for the Wolfman and then ask for Donna and and, and a lot, of, his, a lot yeah. of history. Yeah, a lot of history with the family and, and, and gallery furniture in Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. And thank you, Donna, for stepping up and saying, you know what? We need to take care of people right now. And, and that's why this, in a nutshell, is why you support local businesses. Because national businesses aren't necessarily all doing this. But a local business sees a need in the community and steps up. Pod peeps for this episode of my second act. Carol Hamilton subscribed to the letter. And she actually replied back to me. When the letter hit your inbox, you can just reply and it comes straight to my email. Every Saturday. She says, thank you for the letter. Love, love, love the podcast. You never finished the story with Keith Urban and the Fiat he bought. I remember that concert. They just opened a new Fiat dealership in Buford, and I've always wondered if he test drove it down the street that I used to uh, have my house, where I used to have my house. Great fun listening to you, Donna and Tug. Love your family stories also. Uh, Carol Hamilton. Tug was on an episode of the podcast, and we were talking about Keith Urban buying the Fiat. He was in town. This was um, this was 2011. Yes. So almost a decade ago when he played the arena at Gwinnett Center. And I hosted a Q&A with... Um, fan club members. Monkeyville yeah. is what he calls the, yeah, the fan club community for Keith Urban. And, and it was backstage, and it was a very informal Q&A, but he said, hey, Caddy, would you host it for me? And I said, absolutely, man. And at the top of the Q&A, he says, you know, I, I think my question was, what'd you do today? Yeah, what have you and Nicole and the girls done? And he's like, I went and bought a, went and bought a car. Yeah. And I said, well, let's start there. Tell the story. And and so he, he and Nicole were looking for a vehicle that they could put in a hauler and yeah, put it had behind to, the bus. It had to be small enough to go in to, yeah, a hauler, a road, a, a road car. Fiat 500. Yeah, it's so cute. If I recall, Carol, it was Landmark on PIB in Shambly. Yeah, I think so. Where he went. So so it would not have been the Fiat dealership near you in Buford that had just opened. Um. Yeah, but he went out there and he he knew what he wanted. He got it. Can you imagine Keith Urban showing up in your dealership? We were watching backstage that night before the concert started and these huge doors go up at the Gwinnett Arena and Keith actually drives the Fiat into the Gwinnett Arena and parks next to the stage and gets out and, and tells the band who are up there doing sound checks, says, uh, I have VIP parking. I'm here for the concert. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he has always... Had such a great sense of humor. He and is, is so awesome. so talented. I, you know, when I was looking for a few things to prepare for the pod today, I went down a rabbit hole of watching Keith Urban performances on YouTube and yeah. wound up watching like ten songs. This guy's a beast when it comes to music and songwriting and and playing that guitar. Yeah, he's amazing, and he is um, he is a he's a great interview. He's a great person. Keith is someone who, and whether he remembers you or whether he's just well prepped, he's, he's, you know, we've talked about Taylor Swift before, knowing people's names. He is always so personable, so kind. Um, you know, we'll stop a meet and greet line to talk to someone for a long time. And, and, and let me just tell you something, ladies. He smells like it's like patchouli and love <sighs> and cotton candy and rainbows. What? Yes, and unicorns and just everything good in the world. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you, Carol, for being a pod peep. You can interact with us 
replying to the letter each Saturday, left on red, no spaces, to 22828. You can also reach out on social media platforms, the Cadillac Jack fan page on Facebook. That's a good place to reply if you, you're not digging the explicit content that you're trolling out. Yeah. Like what? I don't know. They can just reach out to you directly there. Like the drive through Yes. Peep show? Yes. That's nothing. Well, no. That's a titty last episode, two episodes ago. Maybe they want to reach out about that. Yep. All right. That'd be the place. At ATL Cadillac on Twitter and on Instagram. Love to uh, communicate with you, go back and forth, and want to know what you think about the podcast. Dinner Affair offers different meal packages for different sized families. We have a plan. Um, We have five people in the family. We have a plan with Dinner Affair for meal packages that feed six because will our 20 year old eats for two. Yes. And we have to take that into consideration so that everybody gets a a nice serving of these healthy, nutritious, delicious meals from dinner affair that are pre-chopped, pre-prepped arrive on your doorstep does not have to be any sort of contact. No, you can leave a cooler out front. They bring it in um, freezer packs. They have dry ice. Um, Everything is Wrapped up in butcher paper, the directions to each meal are in there. Each three, four steps, three, max. four steps. That's what we're talking about. We are not, again, a lot of meal services where they're trying to teach you to cook. This is not what this is. This is a meal prep service where you literally unroll the the brown butcher paper, get your you know ingredients out, which is not a lot of steps, and you have dinner on the table in fifteen minutes. Seriously, 15, 20 minutes. Um, The whole point of using a meal service, there's different ways to use meal services. The whole point of dinner affair is to make your life easier. It's not necessarily to teach you how to be a world-renowned chef. They've got that down. What you're doing is preparing an amazing, healthy, delicious, economical meal for your family in 15 to 20 minutes. You know, it, it just is. And you're ready to go. And the food is so good. It's food you want to eat. It's not frou-frou food where you're like, I don't like that. I wish I hadn't gotten that. You're going to love everything on the menu. Best part of my day is when I look in the freezer and you have just meals and dinner fare stacked and I'm going through each of them and like, what are we going to have tonight? What are we going to have tonight? They're all great meals. The menu changes every month and you just decide. Which meals you want, but also different meal packages for different size families. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair, A-F-A-R-E.com. $30 off any order for first-time customers when you use the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. Promo code CADDY for $30 off your first order, C-A-D-D-Y. Think about your parents, too. Listen, nobody wants to go to the grocery store right now. No. But you got to have – everybody's at home. You need nutritious, healthy, delicious meals. Think about your parents, though, who are in that category of the most susceptible people uh, to – the coronavirus. Yeah. And, and, and if you, you can you ship know, your parents meals from dinner. Yeah. Fair. I mean, listen, you could even, if they live near you, you can even heat them up and just take them to the door and give them to them. I mean, it's super easy and um, you're, you're going to run out of things quickly to cook for your family. I mean, if we are in this for what we think we are, I mean, now is a great time to jump in and I guarantee you, you will never want to jump out because it, it's a great way to feed your family. Delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. Dinner Affair. Dinneraffair.com. Dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Who introed the show? So um, Amy Faulkner is did a great job at the intro, and she is a teacher at Pinecrest Academy. She's a teacher at Charlotte School, um, and she's always been a huge Kix fan and big fan of yours. And I have to tell a story about Amy. Um, when Charlotte started school, she um, started in the fourth grade. 
and Miss Faulkner was her teacher in the fourth grade, and Miss Faulkner was new to the school as well. And one of my favorite memories of Miss Faulkner, and you know how teachers are just so important in your kids' lives, is I went in to meet with her, you know, prior to school starting. And I said, you know, she asked me about Charlotte and her being new and everything. And I said to her, she was new too. I said, I just want you to know, because we were at a Catholic school, we're not Catholic. So she's not going to know a lot of the prayers. And, and she leaned over to me and she goes, I want you to know something. And I said, what? She goes, I'm not either. And she said, so we're going to learn them together. We're going to get through this. And she, it just makes me, she was so sweet to Charlotte the whole year, you know, just helped her. Teachers are so important right now, but she really helped Charlotte, you know, make that transition. And it makes me emotional because I think there's so many teachers right now going over and above, you know, what, what is in their pay grade, what's in their job description right now, you know, making sure these kids are keeping it together have what they need at home, you know, all that stuff. But she was amazing. And she recently just got her master's in education. And she is an amazing person, amazing teacher. And I know she's teaching virtually right now. And she said it is a work in progress, you know. It will be for the longest time. Absolutely, and trying to get through it. And I have to say something about her on a personal level, too. She recently lost like 30, over 30 pounds. She's been going and doing. No, she does this burn boot camp. And she is, I mean, she was amazing before, but she's really, you know, when she started getting this master's, she made a decision to get healthy as well. And um, she's done an amazing job. So, you know, big shout out to all the teachers. Everybody has a teacher in either their life or their child's life who has, you know, really made a difference. And she has. So thank you. Amy Faulkner, thank you for your support. Thank you for doing the intro to today's show. We have a small ask of you, three simple things. If you, number one, would hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. Helps uh, other people to find the podcast and keep us in the uh, top 10 on the Apple Podcast charts. And number three, show our sponsors some love. Without the sponsors, there would be no second act podcast. Yep. So Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisors, call Tracy today at 1-855-MY-EXPERT. 1-800-HURT-911. Car accident, it's a 911 call. Call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. Gallery Furniture on Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna or her daughter Marilyn. And don't forget to go to... Um, the social pages and sign up for the opportunity to have your power bill paid, electric bill paid. Dinner affair, $30 off any order. First time customers, promo code is CADDY, C A D D Y. Core 57, Milton, and Alpharetta City Center, and now virtual online for you. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays, Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. <laughs>